I want to dive into this last message, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. The Bible says, let us come boldly. I want to underline that word, boldly. Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it. What I want to talk today is about praying very bold prayers. Bold prayers. And here's the key thought, if you want to take notes. The key thought is this. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Or we could say what you don't pray for. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Let me, let me drive this home for a minute. If you don't pray at all, that reflects you don't believe in God or you don't believe that he answers prayers. Again, what you pray for or don't pray for reflects what you believe in God. If you pray very small prayers all the time, just little, small, softball prayers, it probably reflects that you don't really believe that God is a God who answers big prayers. What you believe reflects what you pray for reflects what you believe in God. If almost all of your prayers are for yourself, you know, God bless me, help me, comfort me, be with me, then that reflects the belief that you actually believe that God is there to only serve you. And people who have that belief, if God doesn't do what they wanted him to do, they get offended and they say, well, God must not be real. He didn't take care of me because what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. And so here's what I want to do for just a minute. I want you to think about what you prayed for last week. What did you pray for last week? And on your handout, you'll see a little spot, a little place for your notes. And I'd love for you to just go ahead, just jot it down, a few things. What did you pray for last week? Some of you might say, well, I didn't really pray. And you could just say, leave it blank. Some of you say, well, I, I can't really remember what I prayed for, and that says a lot about how you've been praying and what you believe about God. Some of you will say, yeah, I prayed for this, I prayed for that. Go, go ahead and write it down, two or three, maybe four things, real quick. You're not going to turn this in. I want you to think about it, write it down, and as you're thinking about that, as you're writing it, I want to ask you the question. Here's the question you see on your handout. If God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? Big question, right? If God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? The chances are pretty good if you pray like most people in our culture the only thing that would be different 
will be the kind of things that are close to you. Now, if God answered everything that you prayed for last week, what would be different in the world today? And I would say this. If you really want to make a big difference in this life, you're going to need to learn how to pray some bold prayers. I want to look at the book of Acts. We're going to look at some verses here in just a few minutes, but let me give you the backstory of the book of Acts of where we're going into. We're looking at, a, looking at two guys named Peter and John. Peter and John, we see that they start living out a bold life. First, they were disciples of Jesus. They were uneducated men. And then they saw the resurrection of Jesus. They're seeing God show up and show out in their lives in such powerful ways. Their life was changed. And then Jesus was ascended into heaven. And, but right before Jesus left the earth, he tells Peter and John and the disciples, you guys are going to go out into all the world. You're going to preach the gospel. And then he gave them the responsibility to carry out the mission of the church. And so here Peter and John, in Acts chapter 2, Peter, he preached for the very first time, and he preached with boldness. He called a group of people. He called them out. He called them a corrupt generation. He told them to repent and to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And miraculously, 3,000 people were born into the family of God. And then they traveled along, and they came across a guy at a gate called Beautiful, just outside the temple. And this guy had been lame, had been crippled for 40 years. He had not walked for 40 years. And the disciples, Peter and John, they boldly tell this man to pick up your mat and walk. And all of a sudden, this guy starts walking. And people see this. People all around. I mean, this was a crowded day in church. It was right outside the temple. It was right outside. People were coming to the temple to worship. And they see this man walking, and they knew that God had showed up. Well, the religious leaders, the Sanhedrins, the Pharisees, they were disturbed by this. The Sanhedrins were, a, were you know, you got the Pharisees, but the Sanhedrin was at a whole other level of crazies, all right? And so these guys right here, they didn't even believe in the resurrection of the dead. And they, they arrested Jesus. They brought Peter and John, put them on trial. And, and they said, by what name, by what authority are you doing these things? And Peter and John said this. They said this to them. Let us state clearly. We are doing this in the name of Jesus Christ, the man that you crucified, but who God raised from the dead. In other words, they were full-on, full-blown, bold. Well, the religious leaders, they would have loved to keep these guys in prison, maybe beat them up, maybe even perhaps to kill them, but because of the crippled guy, and because of of the miracle that happened, they couldn't do it because they were afraid that everybody would revolt against the religious people if they see that they killed the miracle workers. And so they let them, so they let Peter and John go, 
And here's where we pick up the rest of the story in Acts chapter 4, verse 23. And on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. They went to the Christians. And they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, when they all heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. I'm going to pause here for just a minute because I love this phrase. I loved it. They raised their voice together in prayer to God. I mean, there is something incredibly powerful when believers come together and lift up things in prayer to God. It's powerful. I mean, that's why I've been calling at the end of every sermon this, in, in this series. That's why I've been calling you forward to have a time of prayer, to come and pray together in corporate time of prayer. That's why we have specific times to pray during the week. And that's why I'm hoping you'll make plans to pray here on this Saturday at 4 o'clock for a few minutes right before Easter. There's power in praying together. There's power. For me, you know, I, I, and I've got to be honest with you, for me, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to pray with other people sometimes. All right, this is the deaf guy that needs to read lips. All right, and, and so for a long time, you know, I had to keep the status quo and just get in a, a, a group of prayer of people that are praying, and I've got my eyes closed, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm, I can't hear what's happening. And so I've learned over the last few years, Scott, it is okay to have your eyes open during a time of prayer with other people so that way, so that way I can read their lips. That way I can actually hear the prayers that are happening. That way I know when the prayer is finished, you know, I don't have to kind of open my eyes and say, are we done? Are we done here? You know, I heard, I heard a pause, you know. I, I think we're finished, you know. But, I mean, it's sometimes weird. And sometimes people don't know that. So, you know, they're praying and, you know, you know how you, sometimes, you know, you open your eyes and you see my eyes looking at you while you're praying. It's like, I, I kind of freak you out a little bit. It's like, what is just happening here? It's because I'm trying to be engaged with you with prayer. You know, and, and then, you know, this is sometimes, and it's just me, it's a guy thing, okay? You know, and I, I got over this, but sometimes awkward, sometimes uncomfortable, but, you know, you go there and sometimes time to hold hands. And I, and I got all these things in my mind, okay? What's going on? You know, do I, you know, hold hands intertwine? You know, is it like this? Am I, am I supposed to cup? You know, you know, so I'm trying to figure out, okay, how, you know, am I doing it right? You know, am I, am I, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm praying, and then you're next to a guy that got the dead hand holding him. You know, the dead, you know, like a dead handshake or dead fist shake. And, you know, you're like, man, kind of wake up, buddy. You know, wake up. And then you got the guy on the other side of you. You know, he got a strong grip. I mean, he and, and the louder he prays, the harder he squeezes. He's like, ah, you know, what is going on here? You know, such intensity. Right? And so it's a little bit of, of you know, I'm not, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but, you know, I'm just, sometimes, sometimes, it's a little awkward. A little awkward. Hey, here's what I do know this. You know, if you do find yourself in a hand situation, hold a hand situation um, during prayer, um, when they say, when the last person prays in Jesus' name, amen, you want to sign them off with a squeeze. Just a nice, gentle squeeze. That, 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 that lets everyone know 
the prayers over, okay? I, I don't know. We just kind of do it squeeze, all right? We just kind of do it naturally. And then when they say amen, let go. If you don't, it gets really weird, okay? All right, so helping you out here. Prayer time with people. You know, you got to pray. But even though it may not be your natural nature, there is something incredible when I pray with someone. I may not have a lot of faith for something, but I begin to hear someone else praying for faith, and it's almost like I get to climb up on their prayers. I get to climb up on their faith, and it builds my faith, and there's like an exponential building of faith that's happening during that prayer time. And when you read Scripture, there's power. The Bible says when there's two or three are gathered in his name, Jesus is in the midst of them, and when believers come together in agreement before God, there's power in prayer. Yes, you should pray alone. You should have your quiet time alone with God. But there is power in praying together with other believers. Praying with other believers. And that's what these believers were doing. Under extraordinary persecution, they came. And this is the prayer they prayed to God, verse number 24, in the middle of the verse, they said this, Sovereign Lord. Let me just stay here. Pause here for just a minute. Sovereign Lord. Last week we talked about the Lord's Prayer. How did they open up the Lord's Prayer? They open up with worship. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And so these guys right here, they're just modeling it out. The Lord's Prayer, they begin in a place of worship, sovereign Lord. In other words, they're saying, God, you're the man. God, you're in charge. You have the final word. And then watch, and watch how God focused the prayer. It says, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea, everything in them. And it keeps going on for a few verses. And we're seeing this early church starting their prayer with this, with this massive God consciousness. They were like, man, you are the supreme creator. You ordain all of this. You're in charge. You're, in, you're the sovereign Lord. They were putting themselves in the position of humility and worship before holy God. And as they did that, they prayed two of the boldest prayers. And it's my prayer that we as a church would pray and live out these bold prayers. Because if we're going to make a difference in this world, if we're going to make a difference with our prayers, then we have to not have a, a, a lukewarm, half-hearted, you know, prayer, but we have to come bold, bold prayers, boldly living for the name of Jesus that's above our name, that we will come out with boldness in our prayers. And so here's the two prayers that I want us to talk about this morning. Number one, well, first of all, pray for boldness. Pray for boldness. If you're going to ask God to, be, to make us bold, pray for it. Look at verse number 29. Lord, consider their threats. All right, they're talking about what's going on in their life, the persecution that they're facing. We don't know exactly all for sure what they were facing at that moment, but, you know, we assumed that they were being uh, the threat of being beat on. They were uh, the threat of uh, prison 
or perhaps being killed. And so that's likely what their threats are. And said, Lord, consider their threats, and here's what they prayed, and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Now, let me just be honest. This is how I would pray. If I was in their shoes, if I was in their sandals, this is how I pray. Lord, consider the threat and keep me safe. Amen. Right? I mean, wouldn't that be what you pray for? Lord, consider the threat and protect me and keep me safe. But what did they do? They prayed for even more boldness. Now, this is pretty crazy to me because I'm thinking, isn't Boldness, what got you arrested the first time around? In, in other words, aren't you already bold enough? And yet they're praying for even more boldness. Wow. They're praying for more. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever, ever prayed for boldness? Have you ever just prayed, God, Make me bold. In fact, you know, we talk about one word. You know, at the beginning of the year, we have a one word. And uh, many of you can, have emailed me your one word for the year, 2019. All kind of great words. My one word is boldness. God, make me bold. God, help me be bold. Have you ever prayed, God, Make me bold. And if the answer is no, it's probably because you've never thought about it or because it's kind of scary. You're like, man, I kind of like my comfortable life. I kind of like what I've got going in. I don't want to rock the boat. Here's what you need to understand. So take a note. Boldness is an other-centered prayer. It's other-centered. Boldness Typically, it doesn't help me. Boldness is for the benefit of someone else, to help them know the love of God through Jesus Christ. And let's be honest, most of our prayers we pray for are very self-centered. And, our, and, and a lot of the prayers are good. I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for these things. But we often are stuck on ourselves. Lord, help me make an A on this test. Now, Lord, help me give a good presentation. Or, or Lord, help me to... Do well in this interview. Lord, help me to get the raise. Lord, help me to get the new car. Lord, help me, help me to get rid of this pimple by the dance on Saturday. Amen. Right? We, we pray for these things. And nothing wrong with it to pray for these things. But oftentimes, that's it. We're self-centered in our prayers. But when you pray for boldness, you start focusing on others. This week, this week, pray for boldness. Pray for boldness as we invite people to church. Last week, me and the kids, me and my six-year-old and 12-year-old, were at the park. You know, Nathan and I, and I were playing hoop. Abigail was running around. We're at Wardenburg Park, you know, the great park. And, and, you know, the nice weather out there. And at the end of it, you know, I had some invite cards. Now look at Abigail and Nathan. I said, we're going to invite people as we leave. Don't hand it to the kids. We're going to throw it down. We're going to invite 
teenagers or grown-ups. You know, now Abigail's ready to go. I mean, she's ready to do it. I mean, you know, she, she had no fear whatsoever. But, you know, I could see my son, Nathan. He's 12 years old. He said, oh, Dad. <laughs> he started breathing heavy. I said, Nathan, Nathan, it's okay. Let's pray. Let's take time to pray. And so I, I got it and said, Lord, help us to be bold. So I gave Abigail a couple of cards. I gave Nathan a couple of invite cards. I had some too. I'm in it too. Right? I'm not using my kids as a pawn, okay? Right? I'm in it too. And this was a teaching opportunity. And of course, Abigail, she was going to have her cards in the, first, in the first five seconds, okay? I mean, she was, you know, I mean, she did, um, she, she did it. She, she, you know, Nathan, Nathan, you know, he's like, oh, man. You know, he kind of gets the little steps. You know, you see the guy, you know, the guy texting the phone. I'm watching the whole thing, he's texting. And I, you know, Nathan's kind of like, um, <laughs> um. And then finally, you know, he gets the cards, and I got my cards in the pocket. And he's a kind of, and, and the guy's like, what's going on? And he said, come to church with me on Sunday. You know, Easter coming up. And, and he did so good. I'm so proud of him. And then they like, Dad, what about you? I said, you see that car that's about to pull out of the parking lot? I'm going to stop that car. And they're like, and Abigail's like, do it, Daddy. I said, oh, I am. I'm going to stop that car. He's backing out. And I said, hey, 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 roll down that window, buddy. There was a whole family, four teenagers. All right? And I invited all four teenagers in that car, and we invited them to church. Boldness. Boldness. Somebody's like, man, you're crazy. That's what these disciples were all about. You would say, man, these guys were nuts. And yet they were praying for more boldness. They were praying for the gospel to get out. They were going to allow the threat to stop them. And what do we have to worry about here in the good old USA? Do I have to worry? Do I have to worry about being thrown in prison? No. Do I have to be worried about being killed to invite someone to church? No. We've got no excuse. We've got none. And so my challenge for you this week it's to pray for boldness. And ask God, to say, God, I want to share the gospel. I want to invite people, people that I know, people I don't know, people that like me, people that don't like me. Help me be bold. Ask God, use me today. Use me for your glory. God, make me bold. Stir me up. Give me eyes to see the needs of those that I work with. Give me a heart sensitive to those who are hurting. Give me a prompting of the Spirit to minister to those around me. God, make me bold. That's the first prayer. And you pray that. And you watch God do something. Can I always tell you something? That's the prayer that God says, oh, man, game on. That's the prayer that God says, yes. That's what I've been waiting for. That's what I want to do for you. Game on is happening. That's the prayer that if, you, if God will come through in a powerful way, be bold. Some of you just past week, you were bold. Some of you would knock on the doors of the fire station and invite the fire truck, or not the truck, but the, the, the fire guys, okay? And then you invited them all, the firefighters, the police officers. You just had the boldness to step out and to do something. I pray that you'll be bold this week. Number one, 
pray for boldness. Number two, pray for miracles. They pray for boldness. And then they pray for miracles. Look at verse number 30. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Stretch out your hand to heal. That's what they're praying for. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your servant, Jesus. But they're going to pray big prayers. Heal sick people. Raise the dead. Help cast out demons. Do miraculous signs. I mean, they're praying big prayers. Miracles. Miracles is approaching God with the supernatural. Praying for miracles means that I'm going to pray for the impossible. You hear me? You're going to pray for the impossible. You're going to pray big prayers. You want to make a big, bold difference in this world? Pray big, bold prayers. Because what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. I've been praying here for our church in these last 30, 40 days. I've been praying for specifically what's our next step in our church. Asking God for wisdom. Asking God to, hey, God, help us be bold in the decision that needs to happen. I've been praying for land. I've been praying, praying for buildings. We talked last week that you know, one property we were looking at kind of fell through, didn't work out. But that's okay. You know, I used to say, God, help us to afford the property. Now my prayer is, God, help us give us the land that you want us to have. Because you are the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God, just give us what we need. Or just someone just write a $2 million check. God, I'm praying for business, big goals, big prayers. God, I'm asking for you to come through in a way that's beyond us. Because I want to be able to look back and say, wow, God. I don't want to be able to say, hey, good job, church. Good job, church. I want us at the church to say, wow, God, we give you all praise. Our glory is not a, with all you, oh, sovereign God. Big prayers. Big prayers. And here's the prayer mistake that we make. Prayer mistake we make when we pray. Our prayers are often too small and often too general. Too small and too big. Too general. Sometimes I think God must honestly be a little bit frustrated with the lack of faith that many of us have when we pray. We have these softball prayers that we kind of teed up to God. You know what I'm talking about, these softball prayers. I think a lot of people, you know, you pray like this. I know I have. And, 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 and I think some of this is fine. But I think a lot of us, this is about the sum of our prayers. We say, God, thank you for this day. I pray that you bless me or bless so-and-so. And sometimes I wonder if God is going, no, have you looked where you live? <laughs> have you looked where you live? You're in the part of the world that you're in. You, you, you are blessed. But, I mean, I keep blessing you. I'm happy to do it. But, come on, give me something else. I mean, I feel like God can, come on, bring it. I'll bless you. I have been. Well, we're like, you know, God, just be with us today. And God's like, hey, man, I promise you already that I'll be with you yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, come on. I, I, I'll be glad to be with you some more. 
I, I'm already there with that one. Come on, give me some. I want big prayers. Quit, quit throwing me to softball prayers. Come on, give me something big. You know, we're like, hey, God, give us traveling mercies as we go out today. And God said, okay, yeah, easy. <laughs> Just make sure you got your seatbelt on, but easy. All right, come on, give me something else. In other words, I wonder if God doesn't ever say, like, man, ask me for something that will help me show off and show out my glory when I answer it. Why is it that we're, undercutting, that we're undercutting the power of God who said, with me all things are possible? With men it's impossible, but with God it's possible. And I believe that our prayers sometimes insult the heart of God. God said, I could do so much more if you would just have the faith to ask me, and you have not because you ask not. Many of us, we pray very small and very general prayers. I'm going to encourage you to pray big and specific prayers because general prayers do not move God to specific action. I'm going to say that again. That's on a handout. That's on a screen right here, right? We got that on a screen? I don't see it on a screen. Do we have it on a screen up there? General prayers, yep, let's keep moving. That was a couple minutes ago. Prayers are too general, prayers too small. Now we're at general prayers do not move God to specific action. Pray bold prayers. Pray for something big. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Don't just pray, God. Keep my kids safe from drugs. Keep them safe in school. No, 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 no. Instead, pray, God, raise up my kids to be spiritual leaders in their school. God, may they stand out for the glory of Jesus. I pray that they will be bold in their faith, that they will be leaders in their faith. That's specific. That's big. Yes, we want them off drugs. We want them to stay safe, but let's pray bigger than that. Don't just pray, God, help me pay the bills this month. No, instead, pray, God, you promised me that I would never beg for bread and that you will be a blessing to me as I come in and as I go out, that you're going to provide for all of my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God, I believe that I will be able to be massively generous to those who are in need around me because I know that you're going to bless me in ways that I cannot even think or imagine. That's a prayer. That's a prayer. Specific. Big prayer. Don't just pray, oh God, I'm praying for my husband who's a jerk. Make him less of a jerk. No, instead pray, God, touch the heart of my husband. I pray that he would bow his knees and full surrender to your son, Jesus Christ, and that he would stand up to be a devoted follower of Jesus Christ, a man after God's own heart, and that our own family will be different because he leads us to the things of God. That's a big, specific prayer. You pray big prayers. You pray specific prayers. You believe in a God who said that all things are possible with me. And then your faith grows, and it grows, 
and it grows. Because you have the power of the risen Christ dwelling with you. You believe that God can. You believe that God will. And even if he doesn't, you still believe. You still believe. I want to close out with this last passage. It's a prayer that Paul prays for the church. And as I pray this prayer, as we read this passage, I want you to underline the word power every time you see it. Or circle the word power. The Greek word for power is the word dunamis. Dunamis. We get the word dynamite. Dynamite. We're not talking about weak stuff here. We're talking about explosive power that not come from you, but come from God himself. He says here, in 1 Timothy 14, Paul, she said, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power, dunamis, dynamite, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have, here's the word, dunamis, power, together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know the love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You want to be bold? Do you want to pray for big things? God has the power that lives within us. He can do what we can't do on our own. And so I pray that today we're going to pray for miracles and pray for boldness. We're going to ask God to be bold. And when God answers our prayer, we're going to tell everybody that God showed up. And that he showed out. He's going to get all the glory. If God doesn't answer it the way we think he should, God is still God. And that doesn't shake our faith because we believe that he's the sovereign creator. And we're going to pray bold prayers because what we pray for reflects what we believe. This past summer, I had an incredible opportunity. I got to go on my very first cruise. I'd always been curious what it was going to be like, and it was amazing that we were able to go. And our room had a balcony that looked over the ocean. That was the main thing that I wanted to do while we were there. And I was out looking at the water during the day and at night, and I was like, I got to find a shark eventually. But I was looking up at the sky, and the stars were beautiful, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm a walking cliche, getting all emotional looking at the ocean. But I did have a thought while I was out there. What crazy person looked at the ocean like a thousand years ago and was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a boat on that, and I'm going to float, and I'm just going to go until I find land again. Now, I know some people think that those people are brave. I have another word for them that I don't know if I'm allowed to use in church, but it's not flattering to them. 
<laughs> in the South, you would say this to them, well, bless their hearts for going out into a wildly deadly place. The ocean is a giant desert that's wet with water that's poison, and it's filled with monsters, monsters or nothing. And at the end of it, I just could not even believe that the United States existed the way that it does today, that people would actually go out and fight wars on it. It was overwhelming. In fact, I was thinking about, okay, if I was from England and it was in the 1600s and I was watching other people get out onto the dock and leave the harbor for the first time to go off to war or to prove that they think that the world is round, I would be like the other guy who was like, I'm, I've got a donkey and some kids and I'm going to raise my kids and I'm not going out in the crazy death desert, the wet death desert. That's ridiculous. But where would our planet be if there weren't people who were willing to go out and risk it all? It takes bold people to change the world. Paul in the New Testament talked about how he was shipwrecked more than once. Einstein would have called him crazy, you know, because he was repeating something, expecting a different result. But my friends, when you follow Jesus and you fall in love, when you're in love, you do stupid, crazy things. So you're looking at this behind me. I can't see the other end of this, but this isn't even the ocean. It's a lake. In fact, I wonder if some people spent their whole lives living on the shores, looking at the water, thinking there's nothing on the other side of it. But from God's perspective, they know that this isn't even the ocean yet. This is just a lake. I wonder if we live lives sometimes that we think that we're seeing all that God has to offer, but we won't take the bold step and say, God, I wonder if there's something on the other side of this thing. And if you want me to go, I will float out there on whatever you give me, on whatever you've provided for me, and I will take a bold risk for you. You see, people who play it safe like I do, we don't ever get to see what's on the other side. We don't get to see what's on risk. We stay at home, we live on the farm, and we stay with our donkey. My friends, it is time that we not be a church that continues to play it safe, but instead we be a community that says, I gotta find out what's out there because whatever's out there, God made it. And if he made it, he wants to be glorified by it. And he made me to glorify him. So off I go. God, send me out, make me bold, and live that way for you. May you not miss the ocean and instead just remain obsessed with the potential of a lake. Call your whole life safe. It's time. It's time for us to go. In just a minute, I'm going to pray. And after I pray, we're going to stand. So I'm going to invite you to come. Let's raise our voice together. Say, God, I need to be bold. Help me to be bold. And then pray for the specific things that you're praying for. Not the softball prayer. I'm talking about giving God the fastball stuff. The big faith stuff. The things that seems impossible. The, the things in your life that you need God to move. The things that you need to see God move in our community.
in our world. Our Father, we love you and we thank you for the next few minutes as we pray, as we focus on what we need to do with our lives. In your name I pray. Amen. Let's all stand as the worship team sings. You come.